Hey, this is Dave Pryor. Welcome to Leading Agile Sound Notes. I'm very excited. Tim Wise is here and he's literally on the road. Tim, thank you for taking time out of your afternoon. My pleasure, Dave. So Tim is a senior consultant at Leading Agile. What does a senior consultant do at Leading Agile, Tim? Hmm. Well, a senior consultant at Leading Agile is generally going to help areas of an organization transform and, and reach their desired end state. Uh, I do a variety of things. So it's, um, you know, sometimes I'm doing that. Other times I'm, I'm uh, helping architect a, uh, an area of a transformation or just uh, working on our Leading Agile method. So I, I do a little bit of it all. Okay, cool. Thank you. And and so um, Tim has is, is been kind enough to take time out of his day to help me with a question I got in class last week that really kind of just threw me for a loop. And it's not, it's not a bad question. It's just I was really surprised by it and wasn't sure exactly how to respond because it just seemed, I don't know, it's, it's a, it was a strange question. So Did it take um, you aback? <laughs> it did. It took me way aback. Yes. <laughs> Um, so, you know, people in class, we have a parking lot, people post questions and the question was, what is the worth of a good PO? And when I dug into it, what I learned was that in this person's organization at the management level, they just didn't really see any value in the idea of product ownership. Like the whole thing just seemed kind of unnecessary. And I was, I mean, especially in a class like that, I'm just like, how, how does that happen? Like, how are you doing scrum and people don't see the value in this role? So um, I'm curious to hear what your thoughts are. Like, how would you react to something like that? Or how would you respond? Yeah, well, let's dive in. Uh, so uh, I'm, one, I, I've had the benefit of, a, of at least uh, thinking about this for a, for a few minutes anyway. Um, so <laughs> unfairly, uh, I have a, an advantage on you in the class. <laughs> but if I, dive into, if I dive into that question a little bit, it's, like what's their frame of reference? Where are they coming from and where are they trying to go or, or okay. whatnot? So we've got this, we've got this notion of a product owner, someone who's maximizing the value production given, you know, they've got their team or, or whatnot and they're trying to maximize the value delivered to their market to a customer. Um, so I, I said, I said, did it take you back? Uh, hopefully you don't mind me setting that up a little bit, but no, no, no. taking you back a little bit, Take taking me you back. back a little bit. What, what did they do before the product owner was, was even there or what, what are they doing right now? Well, okay. So um, this is the other part of it. Would, now the, now the body's going to hit the floor. So they have product right. managers, they have <laughs> traditional product managers in place and no intention yeah. of getting rid of them. So they right. see the product owner as superfluous and going with Roman's old Roman Pitcher's old definition I see them as two different roles, but um, do we need a product owner if we have a more traditional product manager, somebody who's involved for the entire life cycle of the product, but who doesn't own the release necessarily? Oh, yeah. And, and let's take it even back further a little bit to, to the place where we had project managers in there too. And they were, um, and maybe they, we had all this documents and BRDs, business requirements, yeah. documents and specifications and everything. So we were kind of uh, stuck in this, in this place. And, and I'm going to say maybe here for a second, maybe they, they needed to uh, take a look at what their product management was doing or is doing. Maybe they are fulfilling the role. Probably not, but maybe they are fulfilling the role. Okay. So, Looking at it from from that lens, do we want them to go and produce a requirement specification? No, because that has a lot of, of time and effort 
and it's and it's kind of we know it to be a wasted effort because things change. There's a lot of time spent on agreeing to it. There's a lot of time spent on uh, a variety of, of places of just the approval side of those those types of things. So uh, the point of the product owner is to get closer to the team, give them more ownership, and and to where they can define their own path forward and and make their own move in in and around the the product space. Uh, but if we have a big specifications document that that's largely wasteful or, you know, it's good to have a plan, it's, it's bad for it to be written in stone kind of a thing. Yeah. Uh, then what we're, what are these product managers doing? And typically there, there's going to be like, if we think about that old day as being someone's in the middle between, you know, in air quotes, right. business and, and IT, um, then yeah, what they're seeing as the product owner may be a proxy to the team and may be sur- uh, superfluous to the team uh, and to the and to the product management side. Say. Okay. So if they are spending the if those people are spending the time and investing it with the team and also able to spend the time and invest it with their market or the customer, maybe they need it. Maybe they are already operating that way. Yeah. But if if one of those two are getting neglected if the market's getting neglected or the team's getting neglected, now we have something to talk about. Because if they're neglecting their market, then they then they don't know what their their customers want. They're taking a guess. Did you right. agree on that? that Absolutely. Part of it? Yeah. Or or at least they're or at least they're at the very least they're they're neglecting one source of input uh, over there for from a data perspective. Yeah. A very important one. On the other hand, if they are paying attention to their market, but they're not partnering with their IT side or, or partnering with whoever's, you know, with the team side, uh, whoever that might be, then by and large, we know that there's either not a shared understanding or there's a big document that's out there that's assumed right. Uh, so we know that there's a lot of waste in, in the system that way. Uh, so we're not, we're likely overproducing things of low value or, uh, or missing the mark on the from a quality perspective, or from what they really wanted perspective. You mean so you're, ta- I, and you're talking about it, executing against like a BRD or something like that, there, right? Yeah, or or if the if they're just ignoring IT and IT or the team, let's call it okay. the team. If they're ignoring the team and the team's getting the one, I know you've never heard of this one, but the one liner uh, of the of the big uh, or the big project that's got the one line in it that says "Go green." Uh, you know, yes. and it doesn't have anything beyond that. Go green. Uh, so there's there's a lot of ways to interpret uh, uh, go green, right? And uh, and a lot of chance for for you to get things wrong. So I would probably dive into that a little bit and say which one's getting neglected, uh, which where's the where's the potential issue? How do we solve okay. for it? I wouldn't assume that a PO would solve it though. Uh, it, it may be that they don't they don't really have that issue. Uh, overall and that they are indeed filling the role uh, appropriately. Yeah, I guess for me, if I was in that situation, I would just start asking questions like, okay, who prioritizes all the stuff that we do? Because it can't be the development team if we're talking about value. It's got to be whoever's closest to the customer. And who decides what we ship? And who's ultimately responsible for the thing that we ship? And, and all those other questions about you know things around the job of product owner, I'd want to hear answers from management on those things. Yeah, exactly. So you, you seek for answers by asking really curious questions yeah. uh, from, from those around you. I would take it, they ask for the value. What's the value of that 
of that uh, from a product ownership perspective of what's the value of having them. So taking those two things, you're not working with your market. I, I would say, does the product, is the product working well today? Where are they hoping to see it go? And if they're not paying attention to the market, then they're, they're probably pretty wildly off there. Um, and then subsequently, if they're not working with their teams, uh, well, then I, I've actually, in my own teams, I've quantified that one before of how much work can we avoid if we simply partner, if we, you know, how much work can oh, we wow. get rid of, you know, you know, in a beginning team, like here's, here's the product backlog as it's assumed. Now we're going to actually work with the product owner to, to figure out what we need to do, what we don't need to do. And, and let's see if we can trim it down uh, at all. And it's surprising to me. It depends on, you know, the, the company and the situation, the team, but I've, I've had teams where, um, where I've gotten rid of, let's say over half of their backlog before. Well, that, that opens up the value conversation of, well, I, I essentially didn't waste half of this team's uh, half of your money on whatever this team was going to produce. That was of low value. Right. Instead we went after something that was higher value. So uh, not that that's the case every time, but that's uh, at least one of my, my journeys uh, along the way that's sticking out in my head right now. Yeah, or how can you defer, defer it until as long as possible so you can learn more and, and make better choices along the way? Yeah, yeah, there's all that. It's a, it's a big mixture of things, but we certainly know that there's, if they're not paying attention and not interacting and not partnering with the team, we know that there's something in there that, that is not going to be what they wanted. So we could avoid that. So it's the cost of that one person versus the cost of a team of people. And that's kind of an easy way to think about it for me personally. Now, if you were able to convince management to let you run an experiment for like a quarter or two, um, what kind of things do you think you might go back to management with to say, look, here's how we demonstrate the value this person has provided? Yeah, maybe uh, maybe just that. Of uh, and, and it's real hard. Right. I don't want to make any mistakes on this one. Say that there's what's the value of that person? That's how we maximize the the value produced in the team uh, and the team's production or or the set of production. So looking at it, they already are operating in a place today, uh, and assuming that you know, assuming Shangri La, and they're all operating in a in a way that they can measure uh, like how deep their backlog is and, and, you know, their throughput stuff like that. Yeah. And you could take, you could take it and say, well, give that today. What can we avoid doing, uh, simply by partnering and look and see, well, what is it that we, uh, what is it that we avoided, but that'll quickly go away and die. It's, it's not a metric that I would look to keep, okay. uh, in other words, but as far as like, uh, just, we have a backlog today. Uh, let's partner with this person for over the next three months and see what, see what things we had wrong. Uh, if, if we were filling in all the gaps, what, what things could we, uh, avoid or, or not do? Uh, I like that phrase, maximizing the amount of work not done. Yeah. Uh, so it's, um, and, and just measure it that way. See, see what you end up with. Uh, not that that's the end all be all by any means. And on the reverse side is, is well, you can measure anything as, as little as customer sat, uh, satisfaction or something on the other side where do we see it changing over time with a new focus on the market if they're already paying attention to the team and we 
have them refocus on portion of their a portion of their time on the market. What that enables them to do, what what needles moved in that direction, uh, and it may take longer than three months for that one. Make no mistake about it. Wouldn't you expect though that if um, we had a dedicated PO to a dedicated team with the dedicated Scrum Master, that their velocity or their output um, and hopefully the value they're producing also would, would that, that would all go up because we have people in these dedicated positions now? Because we have people in these dedicated positions. So we, well, like, like we, didn't we, have we a, added a couple of people there. <laughs> okay, so we, maybe we had a scrum team. We had, we had a development team. We had a scrum master. We didn't have a PO, right? So we add a full-time PO. Mm-hmm. Um, I would expect when we add the full-time PO, or if we go away from the model where you have the scrum master slash PO to where each person has a dedicated role, that we're going to see velocity increase from that team. Because each person's got a clear job, they can be more focused on, we can get to better products, we can deliver, you know, do less, but do do what we do do more right. Yeah, I like to isolate things a little bit more than that. Um, and the short answer is, well, yes, because they're, they're truly partnering with the team, the team has more access to them, or they have better access to what the market wants. Um, you know, the, they're closer to their customer and those types of things. Right. Uh, so I guess the short answer there would be yes. Um, so you would expect their velocity to, to go up, but eh, you know, I'm, I'm also assuming that that team has already figured out how to, how to deliver and how to deliver well, that this, this would just help them uh, target it on what to deliver. Uh, okay. You know, what the why of behind it. So you may only see that satisfaction goes up in, in other words, but um, I think we assume a lot of times that people don't are that the sole problem is that they're not working with the team, and that right. certainly is a large portion of 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 uh, these types of problems. It's a huge portion of it. But it's not the only uh, it's not the only thing. Some some POs don't know how to work with their with with their customers, and they know very well how to work with their team. So it's like the reverse of of what many people would think. Yeah. Um, and that, and that needs some attention too. So how to, how to do, uh, you know, some more traditional product management things, uh, in that new PR role. Okay, cool. Um, can I ask you one last question about this? Yeah, go for it. Okay. I'll try to make it a short one. Um, do you have any recommendations or suggestions for how somebody would measure product owner performance on a scrum? Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. It's an unhelpful question, but but, but do you, or let's let me let me ask it differently. Well, you know, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't personally have any uh, recommendations there. Would I be open to them? Absolutely, uh, but they would have to make sense in the construct of of what are we trying to achieve? Are we trying to prove the product owner is worth their their weight, um, or or what? You know, I, I want them to. I want to see them interacting with the team and and have them where they're knowledgeable about their market. Some products are going to die, and some products are going to get uh, leapfrogged. Uh, some are have a natural lifespan of, of what they're trying to achieve. Right. So I want to see them come up with new and different ideas to to uh, you know uh, to to figure out a, a path forward. Not all of them will work, though. It's, uh, you know, it's a business, and, and lots of people have great ideas. So I don't want to sacrifice someone that is 
that is trying things and is trying to find the answer versus the one that gets lucky uh, yeah. with, with a single guess, you know? Um, so I'd, I'd rather see them performing lots of experiments, understanding what, what their customers want and driving towards it and working with the team to maximize their, uh, it's not just about, uh, what the team's producing, but whether, whether how we leverage that, did the, does the team understand why they're, they're, uh, doing what they're doing? Yeah. Uh, how can we help engage them? Uh, so I, I really want to understand that in, in detail. So I don't think there's a one metric to rule them all on, on this one. Oh yeah. I was uh, thinking is my personal perspective. Yeah. I was thinking a combination of metrics. Like, I guess I yeah. was thinking like maybe fluctuation in backlog defects produced or quality customer satisfaction plus experiments run something like that. Yeah. I mean, there's certainly some, some beginning predictors there of, of, of things like, you know, simply backlog depth, um, and, and how well, uh, how well over time they're, they're delivering it as far as a quality perspective. And, uh, there's all kinds of little metrics there. I just wouldn't want to be so, uh, heavy handed with them all. Yeah. Uh, there's also things like EBITDA <laughs> that, yeah. that maybe some of them have, have control over. So. Um, you know, there, there are, it depends on the, on the business and, and what we're used to. Uh, so what success of the product is, is ultimately what, uh, what I want to look at too. But again, some things, some things will fail. Okay. Um, so, and something should fail. Something should fail. Something yeah. should. And I, and on those, I want to see that it died. Not a horrible death where, it, <laughs> you know, every, everyone was grasping to the last moment. It, just, but it did an Irish goodbye. It out. Yeah, and we figured it out and we moved on and yeah. and, uh, and we figured out the next thing to go after and chase and do. Um, okay. So, yep. Cool. So, what if people want to get in touch with you, Tim, to, to, to learn more about your suggestions for this? What's the best way to do that? Uh, sure. You can, uh, you can reach out to me. It's uh, Tim at leadingagile.com, T-I-M at leadingagile.com. And I have a a speaking session coming up in Atlanta. I'll be speaking at uh, the PMI Atlanta uh, chapter uh, sometime in March. It'll be on our our website. Uh, I believe it's around the 17th. Okay. Um, So come out and catch me at events. And, uh, you know, I still occasionally host uh, on the Scrum Atlanta meetup that happens every, every month. So, feel free to join one of those. Cool. All right, dude. Thank you very much for taking time out to help with this question. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much, Dave. It's always a pleasure talking to you, man. I love it. (laughs) 